Welcome to the Efficient Practice Dental Water Cooler. I am your host, Dr. Evelyn Samuel, and I am super excited about tonight's episode. This brings us to the conclusion of the uh, Efficient Practice podcast series. This is the seventh and final episode of this series. So can you believe it? We've done seven episodes already. And so if you have not had a chance, what I would recommend is that you go back and watch some of the previous episodes. Um, what we've been talking about are things that are efficiencies that can help you with your dental practice so that you can have more efficiency, more productivity, and a better quality of life. So I want to uh, welcome everyone uh, to this podcast or this uh, dental water cooler podcast. It is recorded live. So if you're on, feel free at any time to just uh, raise your hand and we will acknowledge you and you can share in with the conversation. We really want to make sure that we're giving informative uh, uh, pearls of wisdom to help you with your practice and help you with your life. Uh, I want to thank uh, Dr. Nelson. Dr. Nelson has been uh, very um, vocal in giving us feedback for the show. So we appreciate feedback because what that does it, is it allows us and it allows me to develop content that is truly beneficial to you. So when you ask, we listen. So a lot of the uh, feedback that we received, I've been able to make some tweaks and, and add things into our episodes so that we can there again be very helpful to help you with your practices and help you with your lives. So thank you again, Dr. Nelson, for leaving, leaving us the feedback on our, our last episode. So, like I said, this brings us to the seventh episode, and we've done six before. Once again, if you have not done or have not listened to those, I would recommend just going back and, and hearing what they say. They're, they're each a step upon uh, the previous episode. We started off with the first episode being setting the vision, because of course, um, if you have a dream and you don't have any plans, it's just that a dream. So you wanna make sure that your vision is clear and it puts everything in motion and it helps you to develop the practice and the life of your dream. The second episode, we move forward to practicing dentistry. So most of the people who are listening to the show are dentists or, or in, the dental fill in some kind of capacity. So we wanted to make sure that we gave you pearls, not necessarily of just doing dental procedures, but of handling all of the things that come in conjunction with being a practice owner or being a dentist or being a, a, a support uh, a dental person, hygienist, assistant, anyone who works in the office. A lot of the pearls that we give are not just exclusive four or two dentists. They're for people who can use them in any kind of profession that you're in. I use a lot of dental examples, of course, because I am a dentist and therefore probably attract a lot of dentists to the show. But there again, these pearls can be used in any business. 
Our, our third episode was running the business. So what do you mean running the business? Didn't you just say we did pearls when we were doing practicing the dentistry, uh, practicing dentistry to run the business better? But the running the business episode was about the systems that you put in place to help your businesses run better. So it talks all about what the perfect systems are and how to put those in place. The fourth episode was a cluttered desk. And I say a cluttered desk, but it was more or less of the kinks that we get in business and in practice that cause a cluttered desk, which is just a symptom of those things. But it was more or less how not to have a cluttered desk, how to have somewhat of order throughout your practice. And we talked very extensively about why that can happen. I had a guest on the show at that episode. It was Dr. Darwin Hayes, and it was very good to bounce ideas off of him and to peek his brain about some of the things that he's found that helps to run the practice smooth as well. Our fifth episode was disorder or how to have order. So we talked about ways to keep order, peace, and calm in your business. And our last episode was a very fun one. It was the art of delegation. Because believe it or not, a lot of dentists and practice owners have trouble delegating sometimes. And while I always say you should know everything about your practice, because you, sure, you truly should know every aspect of your practice and your business, you should not have to do everything. One person should not have to do it all. And thus, um, comes in the art of delegation, how to delegate, how to trust your team to do those things you've delegated them to do. So once again, I would say go back and listen to those episodes. I love listening to podcasts. So while I'm in the car, I, I take time to listen and catch up and just um, do my whole educational time. So those are our previous episodes. Tonight's episode is Running Behind, How to Prevent It, how to become the on-time team, and how never to run late ever again, right? Sounds too good to be true, but it can be done. So before I get into all of that, who am I? I'm Dr. Evelyn Samuel. I have been practicing dentistry for 20 years. Boy, time really flies when you're having fun. Um, and over the years, I've just had a unique experience. Dentistry was my childhood dream. It was all I ever wanted to do since I was five years old, and I planned my life accordingly. But when I got into the profession, as many dentists do, we learned that we were prepared to be clinicians. I went to a wonderful dental school, the University of Alabama School of Dentistry, and they prepared us to be docs, to be doctors. We, we had a very vigorous program, excellent uh, institution, but we weren't taught how to run businesses. And that seems to be the case even now, 20 years later, when I talk to new grads and students, is that they're still not getting the business portion of, uh, of being a dentist. And so I created this, this podcast along with my podcast, the Efficient uh, Practice Podcast, to shed more light on how we can develop our love and passion for dentistry, how we can do what we, we wanted to do, which is ultimately to help people and to provide beautiful smiles that people can be proud of, all while running 
an effective business. So I am a passionate about systems. I've found that in my practice uh, life and in my years of ownership, that having airtight proven systems helped me to practice in the top 1% of practices uh, in my state and adjacent states. Um, and it just adds order and calm. It allows the team to, to love to come to work. The patients can feel it and it's, it's just a good way and an effective way to practice so that there again, we can enjoy our passion and that is treating patients. So before I get started uh, really into the, the meat and potatoes of tonight's show, I wanna thank Equa Marketing. Equa Marketing, they are the leaders in the digital marketing space for dentists. And due to Equa Marketing sponsoring this dental water cooler, it's given me a platform to help dentists to have more effective uh, practices. So thank you, Equa Marketing, for sponsoring the dental water cooler, the efficient practice dental water cooler. So our um, show for tonight, once again, is uh, running behind or how to run on time. And if you have any questions, if you're on, please feel free, like I said, to raise your hand and you will be acknowledged so that you can join in on the conversation. And one might ask, why did I pick a topic so trivial as to running behind? Well, while that seems like something small, it really can be something big. And I say that because medical facilities across the board are notorious for making their guest wait. Now, I can't stand to wait. I do not like to wait, and I don't like for people to wait for me. So it makes me extremely nervous and anxious if patients are waiting. So from day one, I always, or almost always, ran on time. Even before I put certain systems in place, it was very um, imperative for me to run my practice in a timely manner because I know how I feel about waiting. And I've been in several practices across the country. I've been to physicians. I've been to hairstylists. This is kind of a universal thing where you go into businesses and you wait and you wait and you wait. And so I don't like to wait and I don't want my patients or my guests waiting. So I've developed some systems and we're going to talk about this. And I'm just going to give you a few simple pearls that you can put in place to run on time. And like I said, I've been in a lot of practices. I've observed a lot of dentists and there are several practices that run habitually late. And it just, to me, it's not respecting the patient's time. Um, we expect patients to show up on time for us. So we as the doctors in the team should show up for, on time for our, for our patients or our guests, because after all, that's why we have practices in the first place. So my first pearl tonight, and it's going to be three quick and simple pearls for running your practice on time and for never being behind, is to come to work on time. Now, that goes without saying, right? Well, actually, it doesn't. I've seen many practices there again where the doctor comes in later, the office manager and the team may run the office huddles if they have office huddles. But I've seen some really great clinicians come in late pretty much all the time. And I've seen their patients amazingly wait. 
I remember I was with one uh, in a one practice observing and the clinician was excellent. I mean, people would come from miles away to see this particular clinician, but they would wait for so long. And I was amazed because I thought, wow, I wouldn't wait that long. I would probably leave if I were waiting for an hour to see someone, but the, the patient still came. So what that tells me is you teach people how to treat you. And so in my practice and in practices that I work with, I think it's very important to run on time and respect the patient's time. So what I would say is run on time. Team members run on time. How do you do that? There are things that you can put in place to reward team members. Um, I always say do bonus systems. And that's a whole different podcast episode in itself because there are different ways to devise bonus, bonus um, systems for your team. Um, people should do their jobs, but bonus systems sometimes are an, an incentive um, for, for performance and also just to show your team that you really appreciate them. But if you have a, a, a policy in place for your bonus system that all team members have to be on time, guess what? They're going to be on time. And if the doctor is showing up on time, we lead by example. So if we're coming in late every day, how do we expect our team members to be on time? So I made it a habit to be the first person into the office because it's my practice and a lot of times the last person to leave. And I think the team members see this because you're showing us leadership and you're being an example and they'll likewise come on time as well. Now, what this does is this, kind of, this is going to filter on to your patients. So if you all are early, you get there, the team is able to set up their, their treatment rooms, the operatories, they're able to uh, have, you're able to have your morning huddle, and everything is done in such a calm manner that by the time the patients get there, they're seated when they walk in the door, and it just lends to professionalism, and there again, a state of calm. So that was the first pearl, come to work on time. It changes the whole day. You're not starting off rushed or uh, flustered, but everybody is in a state of calm and it shows throughout the day. Number two, time your procedures. So what I would recommend is if you are a doc, if you're a dentist, you've been in practice for a while, if you're a new dentist or if you're hiring new team members, which uh, happens because we get new team members. Some team members leave, some team members may move, and sometimes you, you get new, you, you'll get a new team. Basically what you want to do is, if you're deciding to implement the system of running on time, all the time, time your procedures with each of your assistants. So if you're in a practice where you're working with multiple assistants, you will have some assistants that may have strengths in a certain area, or some offices have assistants that maybe only work with them with, for certain procedures. They may have a surgical assistant that works with them with surgeries. They may have someone that they do all of their cosmetic cases with uh, based on the skills uh, skill set of their team members. Uh, they may have an assistant who is, uh, let's say, for example, their lead assistant that may handle the more difficult cases with them. But either way, time all of your procedures with your each assistant. This will allow you 
you know how long it takes for you to do each, each particular um, procedure. Here is that you time each procedure with each assistant. You will notice that some assistants you some assistants you will be able to do procedures uh, quicker on certain procedures. For example, crown and bridge with a maybe your lead assistant, and then you may use another assistant. So you want to time each procedure: your crown and bridge, your root canals, and schedule accordingly. Once you know how long it takes, if you know your crown takes. 50 minutes from start to finish, then you know how to schedule your book accordingly. And you want to template your book in such a way that you're maximizing these timed procedures. And that way you're not running behind. Uh, we can talk about templating the schedule um, in there again, another podcast, because that's an episode in itself, but you want to just schedule in such a way that you have your ideal schedule, your ideal uh, template for the day. Uh, a lot of doctors are fresher in the morning, so I always recommend scheduling your heavier procedures in the morning, crown and bridge, root canals, restoring implants, and then your quick checks, like cementations, adjustments in the afternoons. And if your procedures are timed, like we just said, then the front office person, someone who may not be a clinical person, will know how to put those patients in the books such that you have enough time to finish your procedures. So that is um, very important. Also, just not scheduling too many patients. Sometimes our front office knows that we have goals and marks to hit throughout the day, and they will see an opening on the schedule and just put a procedure there. But we as the back office clinicians or providers know that if there's a 30 minute opening that we can't put a root canal in that spot. And that's a common mistake that some front office people make is, well, there looks like there's a hole on the schedule and just scheduling the schedule too tight. So there again, if you are timing your procedures, you make it very clear on your template where you want things to go, then you won't run behind. Our third pearl for always running on time, and I say always, and I'll tell you why. Um, in my first practice, I had roughly, I was in that practice for roughly uh, nine years. And in the nine year span, I can count on one hand how many times we ran behind. My whole team will tell you so. The reason being is because of these simple pearls that we're talking about now. It's deciding that you want to run time and adhering strictly to these guidelines and systems. So the third and probably my most controversial suggestion, or um, I say controversial, but it really works. Uh, and these are just my opinions. I know that it works. It has worked for my practice. It has worked with practices that I've worked with, but my, my, my third suggestion for tonight is to not see patients who are late. So I pause a little bit on there because I know that there are probably some dentists that will cringe when they hear me say, don't see patients that are late. When you have goals to make, you have overhead to meet, you have 
Um, you have these things in your head while you're trying to treat patients. And then you have a really big procedure on the book and it's nine o'clock and they're scheduled at nine and they're not here. And then it's 9.15 and they're not here. But you have a book of patients behind them, but you really need this big procedure. It's kind of um, hard for dentists to hear. You say don't see them because you need that procedure. And quite frankly, you need that production because you have overhead. But one of my rules that I have always stayed steadfast um, and adhere to strictly, and my team knew this, was not to see patients who were late. And the reason that I did that is because just observing practices for years, uh, working as a contractor before I opened my own practice, being in practices that ran habitually late, uh, where the team and the doctor were stressed because they were behind, you're doing an involved procedure, but you don't have enough time to do it. It's very stressful. And watching those different practices and seeing what were the kinks that made the practices run behind. Oftentimes, it wasn't the dentist, it wasn't the dental team, it was simply that patients come late and still expect to be seen. So your first patient is scheduled at eight and they come in at 8.30 and you try to see them anyway. Well, you're now 30 minutes behind and that's being conservative because you still have to set, you have to set up the rooms for the rest of the day. You have instruments to sterilize. The patient has to get numb. You don't know how long it's going to take them to get numb. And it's a snowball effect. So you're behind the entire day because you saw the first patient who came late. So in my opinion, it's better to make one apology to the offender. And oftentimes people don't, they don't know how it affects the practice, but it's just, it's easier to make one apology to the person who was late to say, I'm sorry, we won't be able to see you today, than to have to make apologies all day long to every other patient that walks in the door. And it's just not fair to the rest of your patients to uh, have to go back to work late, to have to be late for their appointments because someone else at the beginning of the day showed up late. Now, when I say this, there is a way to do it. There's always a way to say things. There's always a way to present it in, in a, a light that's beneficial to the patient so that the patient is not offended. And oftentimes the patients aren't because they respect that you are respecting their time. They respect that when they come into your office, they're always being seen on time and they understand that it's because you have things in place such as not seeing people late that continues your team to run on time when they're seen. So how do you tell someone that? Uh, there are several ways. Uh, one way is calling the patient before they get to the office and you have the front office to call and say, hey, Miss um, Samuel, it's uh, 9.20 and you had a dental appointment at night. Are you okay? So you're expressing concern to them. You're not just saying you're late, we can't see you, but you're expressing genuinely concern uh, to the patient. Is everything okay? And they'll say, oh yeah, I'm about 15 minutes away. Well, of course, you know you still can't see them. So you would say something simply like, well, Dr. Jones needs an entire hour to see you. 
so that we can effectively do your procedure. People can usually appreciate that you want to have enough time to do optimum care for them. And in all of my years, I've really not had many patients at, at all to be offended by this particular system. So not seeing patients who are uh, running late. And I say most of the times you're, the patients aren't, they're not upset about it because they realize that they're being seen every time that they come in. Now you can implement that, it's completely up to you, but this is just something that I found that has worked very well with uh, my practice um, and other practices that I've worked with as well. Now, in the unlikely event that you do run behind, because things happen, sometimes you can be in a surgical procedure and things can go haywire and it can start to go long. In those cases, you just want to let the patients know that are scheduled after that patient what's going on. People appreciate that. If they're sitting in your reception area and they're waiting and no one tells them, that's generally when people become disgruntled. But if you have your front office person to let them know, uh, Ms. Jones, uh, the, the doctor's running a little bit behind, we had an emergency procedure that's going long, then they usually understand. At this point, you want to give them the option to see if they would like to wait. If they have not made it yet, you want to give them the option to reschedule if it is more convenient for them. Because there again, you want to respect your guest, their time. So if that happens, there again, notify the patients who may be in your reception room, notify the patients who may be on their way, that doc had an emergency procedure or a procedure that, a surgical procedure that went long, you know, we just wanted to give you a heads up and you give them the option to stay, you give them the option to reschedule. And usually patients will be like, they will just say, I understand things happen and they're okay. They're just happy that you let them know. Another thing that you could do is if you really do, uh, or if you're really dependent on the procedure, let's say for example, it's a long procedure, you could always tell the patient, well, we wanna make sure the late patient we want to make sure that we have enough time to see you and we're 30 minutes into your appointment. What you can do is you can see if the next patient, if you're willing to wait, you can see if the next patient is going to show up for their appointment. And if they do not, we can still see you. And that tends to work well too, because sometimes the person will wait knowing that they were late and um, if the other person shows up, then they're appreciative that you gave them an opportunity to still be seen. If you have run behind, you've implemented all these things and usually you will have a favorable outcome. But I always tell the teams and I would tell my team in those likely, uh, unlikely events that we ran behind to make sure that that patient's chart is flagged. So their chart is flagged, the patient that you were late to see the patient you ran behind uh, for whatever reason, you flag their appointment if they were seen late. The next time they come in, off in the office, they are seen the moment they walk in the door. They are not allowed to sit down, but as soon as they walk in the door, 
the, the clinical team is to escort them to the chair. They are seen on time. And you have a gift card waiting for them at that appointment. This goes over great. The patients are really appreciative. Sometimes they've even forgotten that you were late uh, at that previous appointment. But imagine the reaction and the response that you would get from that patient just by adding that little bit of care. So if you run behind 10, 15 minutes, you flag that patient's account. When they walk in the door, the next time it pops up, the team seats them immediately. You start on time. And at the end of their appointment, they are presented with a gift card, Starbucks gift card or something of that sort. So I truly do believe that you treat people, um, you teach people how to treat you. And so if you're on time for all of your patients' procedures or for as many as possible, then your patients will uh, be happy, they will be raving fans, they will refer to you and they will show up for their appointments on time because they now realize that their appointments are important and that you care and that you are respecting their time. So the recap, tip number one, come to work on time. Implement systems such as your bonus system where it is mandatory that the team members are on time where they won't be eligible to get their bonus. Um, time your procedures with each of your assistants and schedule accordingly. Make sure to template your book and schedule appointments with enough time. Lastly, don't delay patients. And like I said, it, this, these are just things that have worked for me and with practices that I work with and businesses, other businesses that I have worked with as well. So that is kind of optional uh, depending on your practice and your practice philosophy but it truly does work and it has helped me to, like I said, um, in nine years, run behind. Uh, I can count the times on one here. Question, if yes. you have a patient who is late, so they get in at 9.05, do you have any kind of a buffer? If, even if it's 9.01, do you just tell them sorry or is there a, any kind of, what kind of leeway do you give them? Now that's an excellent question, but 9.01, we're not turning them around. <laughs> So when I'm saying late, and that's a very good question, and yes, there is somewhat of a buffer, but there are some procedures that people really need to be on time. Um, let's say, for example, if you're doing, and I'm going to share something personal. I'll, I'll, and we're going off uh, a little bit off a little bit, but I'll, I'll talk about the, like I said, generally patients are extremely okay with this. Like I, I didn't have many instances of people not being happy, but I did have one or two. And I'll just tell you about one of them. But your question about the buffer before I get into the example of what I had. Uh, the, the buffer, it depends. It's usually about 15 minutes, but it totally depends on the procedure. We usually have about a 15 minute window that we're still seeing patients. If it's a surgical, surgical procedure or someone's doing implants or, or if you're doing, um, if you're doing multiple veneers, you have enough time blocked off anyway. As those larger cases, uh, for those I used to block off the morning, it's a full set of veneers for that particular patient, so it doesn't affect them as much. 
But it's just when you have, some offices look really tight. And if you have back-to-back uh, -back big procedures, it really, it really is not a good experience for the patient because once they get in and let's say they're 20, 30 minutes late and you're trying to squeeze in an hour procedure, it's just, it's not good. It's not good for anyone. It's not good for the doctor because you, you're really feeling stressed because then, like I said before, it's like a snowball. It's, it's the patient doesn't get numb. And then you're, have to, you're having to numb them more. And, and then they're getting flustered because they're not getting numb. And then the team is, the front office is like, well, the next person is coming. And it, it's just not good for anyone. So it's just so much better to reschedule the patient will be seen in a timely manner the next time. They will show up on time the next time. And the procedure just goes smoother. It never fails. When you go against it, everything that can go wrong usually does. So it's usually about 15 minutes, but it depends on the procedure that you're doing. So yeah, there's not just a, you know, a line drawn and saying you can't, you know, you can't cross it. If you're doing a simple procedure like a couple of fillings, what you might do is just do one instead of four or two and you, you kind of gauge that so you're still seeing the patient it's a judgment call you're still seeing the patient but you're just not doing those complex procedures that are going to run into the next person's window does that answer your question yes and i actually had a follow-up to that now yes. say somebody calls and says i left on time but i've been stuck in traffic for the last 20 minutes or is it an accident on the freeway yes. i'm going to be 25 minutes late do you tell them to reschedule their trying to be considerate, they're letting you know they're running late. How do you yes. handle that situation? Absolutely, you would tell them to reschedule. And the reason being is because there again, it's not good for anyone. It's not good for the office, yes, because we're talking about the office, but it's not good for the patient if you're rushing through a procedure. So, uh, you know, I've had that happen before too, just out of 20 years of practicing, we've had patients call and say, you know, I'm running a little bit behind. I'm about five minutes away and then it's another 20 minutes. So if they're already telling you they're 20 minutes behind and they're stuck in traffic, you don't really know how long that 20 minutes is going to turn into 20, 30, 45 minutes. So the best practice is to let them know before they get to the office. Therefore, they're not as upset. If they're stuck in traffic, they're like, oh, okay, well, I'll just reschedule. And Oh, come on, Miss uh, 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 well, Jones, we want to make sure we get to reschedule. We want to make sure that we have enough time to give you, you know, uh, quality care uh, so that we can appropriately do your work now. Or, and the patient generally appreciates that because you're talking about their procedure, how it benefits them, not how it keeps the office on time. Now, that's important, but those are not the things you're pointing out to the patient. You really are pointing the benefits to the patient now. We want to make sure we have enough time to do this. We want you to have a good experience. I want to take the best care of you. And the patients will generally say, okay. They're usually okay with that. Okay. I've only had one or two instances. One was when, and, and I'll give you both. Because <laughs> it's only been one or two, I'll give you both. One, um, one where the patient was not that happy was, when my front office veered off of how we do things. So basically our policy was to let them know before they get to the office, right? Because people are okay if you, if you notify them, if, if they're so late that you can 
reach them before they walk into the office. It just comes across a lot better uh, if you do that before they get there. Or, or saying we can still see you and then they get there and you don't see them. So as long as you're giving them a, a heads up and you're letting them know ahead of time, patients are usually very receptive. So if you have these things in place, it's really important for the team to follow it, you know, to be trained on it. So everyone knows how to handle these situations. And I'm going to give you away, give away one of my best training techniques ever. And this is like doing workshops. The best technique is doing role playing. And it sounds so simple, but just doing like recorded role playing where you're working with your team members and you're literally going over the scenario because it's hard to let people know they're not going to be seen, especially if you're someone that works up front and you might be a kind person and you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And you have like, we probably, I don't know if we went through the personality types with the team members. I don't think we did that on the previous episodes. Um, but there are certain personality types, and you want certain personality types in different parts of your practice. But sometimes uh, some team members or doctors may be people pleasers, an S-type personality on the disc. Um, everybody has their place in the office, and we all work together well. Um, but you just got to know where to have those people. So let's say you're an S and you want to make everyone happy. Uh. It's generally hard to uh, to tell a person that you know you can't be seen, so it's important to role play these things so that we know how to handle the situations and they're they're handled in a diplomatic way. There's I, like I said, if you if you say it the right way in a way that's caring and pouring out the benefits for the patients, you, you more than likely will have a favorable outcome. So that was just one time. And I'll tell you about another time. And like I said, it, it, patients were never upset. But I did, like I said, have one or two. So the second one was, um, it was a physician that was coming to our practice. And I, I won't, probably won't ever forget this. And my team, I, I used to fly my team all over the country for training. And we were scheduled for an afternoon flight to, I think we were going to Vegas. It was when we were training the LDI. So we were scheduled that late afternoon to fly out for training. And I think we had maybe put notices to the practice that we would be out for like the, the next, the rest of the week. But we had a patient schedule at eight that morning. I don't think we had many patients, just maybe a three patients scheduled that morning. But it was very important that people you know, show up on time because we had flights to leave, flights to go out, and we had a pretty involved procedure that morning. It was an implant, it was an implant restoration, and that particular patient was also scheduled on my hygienist. So the patient was really late, like it, there was not enough time to do the procedure. So our answer to that was, um, you know, hello, doctor, such and such, who will remain nameless. Um, we can see you, but we may not be, we won't be able to do the entire procedure today, but we will do a portion of your procedure because of the time. And the patient was livid. The patient was, like, the patient said, you know, I work in a hospital and we see people late all the time and you should be able to see me because this is what we do in a hospital. Now, anybody who owns a dental practice knows 
that is not like a hospital setting. People go to the emergency room, and I think it was an emergency room doc that came in that day, and they sit for hours. And that's just not how we treat or how we treated our patients in my practice. I did not like to make people wait, and I held, you know, steadfast to that rule. And so the patient was, you know, really upset with my front office person and kind of stormed out of the office. And so they came back and they told me, and I called the patient, and I, I diplomatically smoothed things over, but the patient was still upset. And there again said, I'm an emergency room physician. We see people and you could still see me. And in essence was telling us how to run, you know, my practice. Like you could see me still. And that would have set us behind for every other patient that day. And I just didn't think that was right. You know, so I made my apologies and say, you know, this is how we do things so that we can see all of our patients on time. That patient didn't come back, but that was okay because we wanted to make sure that we were respectful for all of our patients. So that was probably only two instances. But otherwise, it usually works just fine. So that was a long answer to your question. <laughs> a very long answer. But perfectly clear. Thank you. Yeah, okay, good. Good, good, good. So you you may have you may have some people that are upset, but you know, after 20 years of practicing, and at that time I wasn't even practicing that long. But there was a certain way that I wanted to treat my guests. They were guests to me. And I was really adamant about giving them, oh, I'm all about the customer experience. I, I've always been about, you know, so we do aromatherapy towels and, you know, we have soft jazz. I've always been about the customer, client, guest experience. And so I, you know, that's kind of my thing. And I, I felt strongly about that. And, and some people won't like it, and that's fine. They, they can go somewhere else where people will let them come late and make them wait if that's, you know, if that works for them. So, so that's, that's the running on time piece. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't figure it out, I like to run on time. <laughs> if you're listening in, whether you're on the live or not, we do have a lot of followers that watch the series um, after the live uh, airs, because we're all busy, and sometimes it's just more convenient to watch the replays. We will post the replay. We love to do the, um, to have feedback, because it really helps, and it helps me to tailor the episodes to things that will help you run your practice better, and just, you know, dentistry can be very stressful, being in the, the dental office, um, and, and most people don't know that unless you're in it. I mean, it can be extremely stressful. And we don't want anyone to have to re reinvent the wheel. If there are systems that work, why not learn from those and not have to learn from trial and error? So feedback helps us to there again, develop content that can help you with your practices. So please, um, please leave those. I've, I've been very appreciative to those of you who have been leaving us some, some really good feedback. And once again, I'd like to thank Equa Marketing for sponsoring this Efficient Practice Dental Water Cooler. As I mentioned at the top of the show, you may not have heard, but this is the final episode of the Efficient Practice 
Dental Water Cooler series, um, it has been my distinct pleasure to bring you information. I like to do these sessions as if I would a coaching client or a coaching group. Um, as I mentioned, uh, probably on the last episode, I will be rolling out a new uh, efficient practice boot camp group coaching um, uh, segment in the early fall where there will be um, uh, group coaching in a boot camp um, uh, uh, setting. Uh, studies have shown, uh, while I love doing individual one-on-one -on -one coaching, that you can get uh, just as good or better results in a group setting uh, as you could as one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching if the person commits to it uh, the person in the group commits and takes action. So I'm really excited about the Efficient Practice uh, Boot Camp that is coming out soon. If you would like more information about that, you can email me at info at Dr. Evelyn Teague, T-E-A-G-U-E, Samuel.com. So once again, thank you, Aqua Marketing, for sponsoring uh, this, uh, these episodes and this final episode of this series. I am looking forward to continuing. We have had followers that have um, uh, been very interested in the show and have been following us, giving us feedback and watching the show. So I'm looking forward to doing another series as well. Um, what I'm going to do, there is a, a little bit of a method to my madness for uh, shows. I've been doing uh, topics, like I mentioned, uh, earlier in the show of the previous episodes. And they've been things that, like setting the vision, practicing dentistry, running the business, a cluttered disorder, art of delegation, and tonight's running behind. They were really how-tos, how to prevent those things, how to run on time for tonight. And these are just topics that I've heard people over the years all across the country, um, you know, complain about, like dental, dental practices. So I wanted to make sure that each episode would be covering something that may seem small, but really has a big effect in the dental practice. Um, a lot of our, our viewers are dentists, but some are not. So I try to make the episodes uh, relatable to dentists, but also people who may not be in dentistry, because good business principles are universal. You don't have to be a dentist. You don't have to be a practice owner. You could be, you could own a business. You could be someone that's, um, you know, climb the corporate ladder. But good business principles are universal. So with that, into the next season, I will still be focusing on efficiencies that help in the dental practice. But I will also want to really take it to a life, um, a life series. So we'll help you in your practice which actually helped your life. I want to do more things that will help you with practicing dentistry and life balance. This is so important. No matter what field you're in, we can become consumed with what we do. We oftentimes spend more time at work than we do with our family and our loved ones. So we want to make sure that we're in a good space when we're in our practices and when we're in our work, our jobs, our positions, our businesses. And so we're really going to focus on work-life balance and tidbits and uh, pearls that will help you to create practices 
and the lives of your dreams. So this concludes another episode of The Efficient Practice in Water Cooler. I will see you on the third Wednesday of every month at 8 p.m. Eastern until our next episode in September. Take care. Thank you.